Hello and welcome to Vorpatos Catholic Podcast, a show where two Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo and Walter, and today we are going to chat with Father Daniel Cruz about the Day of Prayer for the Legal Protection of Unborn Children. And uh, sponsor for today, we don't have one yet, but if you have a small business and you're Catholic... Or a big business. Or a big care. business. Well, you know, we want to like support small... Totally. Like, but I also uh, want to support big businesses that support that's us. That's true. Um, but if you want to advertise with us, we have hopefully 50 more episodes that we want to make totally. this year. Um, so send us um, an email at hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. That's hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com if you want to advertise with us. And uh, today we have a, an incredible guest. Um, I just want to read your bio from the from the website that I that I found it because I think it is fantastic, and then uh, we can welcome you to the podcast. Um, Father Daniel Cruz is a third generation native of the state of Arizona, born in Kearney, and lived in Hayden, a rural copper mining town. 85 miles east of Tempe, graduating from the Ray Unified School District and completing his bachelor's from Arizona State University and working for Chandler Gilbert Community College following his university studies, he discerned a call to the priesthood and entered St. John Vianney Theological Seminary in Denver in 2010. Following sacred ordination in 2017, Father Cruz began his first post at St. John of Arc and served as chaplain at Xavier College Preparatory High School prior to his current assignment as the associate director of the All Saints Catholic Newman Center at Arizona State University. In addition to his current duties at the Newman Center, he serves as chaplain to the Tepeyac Leadership Initiative and assists the Arizona Life Coalition with Catholic Outreach. Father Daniel Cruz, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Walter Gustavo, that's a great joy. That's awesome. Thank you. You know, um, it's not every day that you have the chaplain for the Tepeyac Leader Initiative and the class president of the first cohort in the in this garage. Is Cheers. that right? Cheers. What a what a joyous occasion. What wow. a joyous, yeah. <laughs> Christopher Pereira would be proud. Yeah, he, he will. Proud. Does what? he listen? What a guy. He, he, he has, yeah. He told me he has. Okay. So. And he will now. Shout wow. out. <laughs> Shout out to TLI and TLI. Uh, to Christopher. That's amazing. Um, so, there are, um, I mean, we brought you in to, to talk about um, uh, the pro-life movement and, and this uh, day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children. This is a mouthful, by the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but, can, can we just highlight the, the highlight of your um, priesthood right now, which obviously was being the parochial vicar of St. John of Arc, your first assignment? That's right. That's where we met. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we first met. So you got to experience the first three years of my priesthood. And I think it's been a lot of things have transferred from, you know, St. John of Arc to, to uh, Arizona State University, which mm -hmm. is greatly needed. Um, I've been blessed to, to meet a lot of good men here at St. John of Arc. Um, still in contact with them. And so that's why we've been able to connect again. Nice. And, and so one of the things that uh, 
happened when I announced that I was going to Arizona State University back in 2000, oh, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. 2020, yeah. was that people were like, I'm sorry that you're leaving, but we're also happy that you're going to Arizona State University. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that at that point. Because, uh, you know, you're you're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds. Um, yeah. That's a very informative year in anyone's life. You know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're out of the you're, home. You're very malleable. Right. I mean, as a person, you're, you're a establishing way. your personality or in a bad way, yeah. you know, it depends who your mentors are. Mm-hmm. But in, in that stage, I think it's very important because you come out of there being the man or woman you're going to be for the rest of your life. Exactly. No pressure I for anybody that. that's listening from ASU. So I mean, it's just, uh, to, to be fair, like I'm, kind of like a different man of what I worked out of college, but I understand what you're saying. This is, there can also be conversions, yeah. but obviously. 70, 90%, 70, 80%. I, I'm just throwing that number out That's there. True. I'm not lo- looking at any stats so in front of me, but by and large, you know, the friendships that you make, the teachers that you have, they form you and, and, and guide your ideas from that point forward, you know, and you carry that onto your relationships, your marriages or whatever, you know, I mean, but Totally. I was one of those people that said that, Father, because for anybody that hasn't had the pleasure of meeting Father Cruz yet, it's he's he's just smiling. Smiling's his favorite. Joy incarnate. You know, it's like elf. Elf. It's like smiling's his favorite. So um, smiling the best. So he's he's always very joyful. Um, We were lucky enough, again, like you said, to have him as his first uh, assignment at St. Joan of Arc. So he was just bursting with the Holy Spirit, right? Not that he's not right now, but he's always had this energy about him. And when we heard that, obviously we were kind of like sad that he wasn't going to be there to, to, to be with us, you know, on a weekly, daily basis. But no one better for that assignment, I think, you know. But, and, I, and if you follow him on social media, you see how active he is with the kids. It's just <laughs> phenomenal to see what you're doing over there, Father. Uh, you're, you're, we're living like, vicariously through you. I was going to tell you that the, now that you said the, when the pandemic started, I feel like one of the last things that you did for us, because we were doing Exodus 90 in 2019, so we had that uh, kind of semi-clandestine St. Joseph. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the mass. Mass. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orientum. You, you were part of my circle. We yeah. were part of the inner circle. Yeah. <laughs> a la, 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 la. <laughs> no, that's a different thing. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was very special. Especially because we, the the lights of the church were mm-hmm. off. It was off. And we just Everything had the, like, the candles <clears throat> from the altar. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it illuminates and it just draws us to the altar and the sacrifice. And I'm not sure if you remember the host glowing. Like, yes. Because mm-hmm. it's so dark. And like, mm-hmm. all you see is not only light, but that's Christ in the Eucharist. And yeah. Really yeah. Because you were getting powerful. the light from, from mm-hmm. the candles on the far side of the, of the altar. So, yeah, I remember that. I think somebody took a photo of that, actually. Um, Ivan did that. I think yeah. Ivan did. We we need to check on on his Instagram yeah. and and steal that picture. But you took a picture of the altar when you were preparing for mass. Yes, well, right? I did. That's, I did. We're gonna need to find that one. Um, that was a good one. And, and you were also offering mass like at 
6.30 or 5.30 in the morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were meeting on Tuesdays at 5.30 in the morning. 5.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm because, a natural night owl now yeah, because but, of the college schedule. I, I like bet. <laughs> yeah, I shifted. <laughs> it's shifted. Yeah. But it works all right. I guess. You know what? It, you know what? I, there was something about just being able to offer mass. You know, before you guys went to work, like you started your day. It's like this is the this is a perfect time for, for dads to, mm-hmm. yeah. to be able to, you know, offer mass early in the morning and then off you go. Um, really having the Lord Jesus in the Eucharist for, it shapes the rest of the day. And I, yeah, yeah, and I, I was totally so happy to do that. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last year um, I went to St. Bernadette's at 6 a.m. because Father Klein had a 6 a.m. daily mass. That's right. And uh, it was like, well, it's kind of a drive. But, you know, it's going to be worth it. Like, I'm not going to regret it afterwards. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things like prayer and exercise. You'd never regret after you exactly. do those. And, you know, I, so I still true. fail to do those two things. Unless you sprain your ankle or something. That's <laughs> You can still sorry, pray with a... the sprained ankle. I was talking about the exercise. No, I know. <laughs> and I, my ankles are fine. Okay. Thank you. Um but anyways, let's let's get into um, the the topic that we're talking about today. So for those that don't know, um, since 1973, um, since the 1973 decisions of Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Uh, Walton, over 56 million babies have been aborted, and uh, and this is what we are praying for an end to with this day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children. Um, and, and according to uh, the website respectlife.org, um, the general instruction of the Roman Missal number 373 designates January 22nd as a particular day of prayer and penance called the Day of Prayer for the Legal Protection of Unborn Children. In all the dioceses of the United States of America, January 22nd or the 23rd, when the 22nd falls on a Sunday, shall be observed as a particular day of prayer for the full restoration of the legal guarantee of the right to life and a penance for violations to the dignity of the human person committed through acts of, of abortion. So this is kind of a heavy topic that we, that we chose, but it's something that we need to talk about, um, especially because uh, we, we mostly try to talk to men in this podcast, but we ju- just recently realized that our um, our, our following is like seven thirty women men. But hopefully, as the wives that are like telling their husbands to listen to the podcast, we don't know. But we're trying to 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 cast a wide net now, I I, I guess. So, um, Father, what has been your involvement with like the pro life movement in this uh, uh, day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children? Right. Uh, this is a day where fasting, prayer. And offering the mass, it's a very solemn and uh, it's a sad day in America, if you understand what's going on, uh, the murdering of, 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 of babies, you know, by the millions since this tragic decision uh, before our lifetime, I think before we were born, mm-hmm. I want to say. Yeah. yeah. So we, yeah, we sure. kind of survived and, and entered into this. And 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 really what, what, what this day is recognizing is that it's a spiritual battle. There is a, a definitely a moral corruption of leading, um, you know, you know, women to to abort their children, and so the the church right away recognizes that this is not right. This is there's something about the sanctity of human life 
We don't have a right to just decide if it lives, lives or, or dies. And so the church in that day, we, we fast, we, we do think of it as being like a good Friday or an Ash Wednesday. That's the kind of fast mm-hmm. in prayer that we need to be doing constantly because on that day is when, you know, Washington DC and even San Francisco all over the country, there's, there's March for life rallies. And, and we, we just finished our January the 15th one at, at a, in, in downtown Phoenix right. mm-hmm. where thousands of local, uh, Catholics and Christians and those who just even believe that there's a, a life is worth protecting are right. there in downtown, mm-hmm. letting the government know that it's not okay uh, to abort any any children. So they're happening all over the country, either either this weekend or, or last weekend and, and throughout the month of January. But but January twenty second is the, is that day where the church designates um, this day of prayer and penance for the protection of the unborn mm-hmm. and bishops all across the country. We, we continue to do that. We, we continue to offer mass during that time, uh, especially at, at Arizona state. We've, we've done that here at Joan of Arc and all over. Um, I like to don the purple as it's mm-hmm. penitential. Um, and not only for, for, for our sakes, but for, for those who have, uh, you know, are, are still suffering, from the effects of taking a life, because it's a very traumatic uh, thing to do, um, when, especially a woman, whether they realize it or not, whether it's that time or years down the road, it affects their life, and and there's healing that needs to be take that mm-hmm. needs to take yeah. place, right? Um, and so that's that's one of you know the right reasons why, you know, it's it's, it's not just a, a simple, it's not a health procedure, it's a it's a direct killing of an innocent life. Yeah, that that's now that you I mean to put it very bluntly like the methods for having a quote unquote safe abortion which is like kind of a weird term is like safe for who like one of the persons participating in an abortion loses their life. Mm-hmm. Um some of the 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 work that Life Action is doing on social media and, and the the campaigns that they do for mm-hmm. um, the pro life movement, some of them are like gut wrenching. Mm. When you see like the tools that they use, the methods that they use, like how how do you not know or how can people believe those lies that it's just a clump of cells? Like I, I, and now I understand like why uh ultrasounds at uh earlier in the pregnancy are so important for mm-hmm. for the mom to see like hey at six weeks there's a heartbeat all the 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 fingers and and toes of the baby are there like the eyes are, are present mm-hmm. like it we go into this discussion like when does life begin and why is mm-hmm. um what does it make a difference if um if it is when the baby is in the womb or when he has been born and outside of the mother's womb. Yeah. In the very instance of the sperm and the egg, it knows what to do. Replicate, grow. Yeah. (laughs) Constantly for the rest of the life until, until death. And from there is like all the generic material that you need to make a person is there. Exactly. All of it. When people say trust the science, it's like, guys, this is the science. Life begins at conception, mm-hmm. but we pick and choose and we, we're doing. And uh, it's so funny how picking. they can just um, separate that, right? Because, yes, 
they justify it while in the womb. But as soon as he or she is born, then it's considered murdered. As long as you want it, you know? Well, you know, there's some politicians that are that's like what I'm saying. It's advocating it, for even, abortion even after exactly. the baby is born. So but then it's a then it's a choice that it's detached from the person that was just born. They don't get to make that choice. Right? It's up to if he's wanted or not. That's it. Right. That yeah. is actually it. That's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think Society right now is very desensitized, especially when it comes to abortion. And the master of lies, right, has done a great job at really selling this narrative, this story, Mm -hmm. um, however you want to dice it, right? Deep down, deep down, I got to believe that they don't buy it. I just got to because we're all humans. Right. I mean, Father brought up a good point that there's a lot of healing to be had there. And um, I think at least here in, in Arizona, we have uh, Rachel's Vineyard, which you, is... You have Rachel's uh, Vineyard, which is the uh, post-abortive um, retreat mm-hmm. to help women and also men um, heal mm-hmm. from, from their abortions, whether they come to, to, uh, to realizing it or not at some point. But this is a very helpful in their healing process. And so you have uh, ministries like Rachel's Vineyard. You got a lot of the pro-life pregnancies, um, aid to women, also coaches and accompanies men and women. Yeah, um, close to you know those the, the Planned Parenthoods, and especially in Tempe, there's two locations there, and especially in Tempe, there's one that shares a wall with Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. The, the aid to women and Planned Parenthood are, are head-to-head. Really? They share mm-hmm. a wall. And on the other side of one of them is a, a chapel, and then where they do the uh, abortion procedures, the it's other side of the, the wall. wall. It's against yeah. the wall, yeah. Wow. So they share a wall. And so uh, if we could only get them to go into the aid to women center, where we offer pretty much the same – actually, I wouldn't say the same. More good, services. Good support. Yeah, better support without taking the life of of a child uh, to help the human mother flourish. Mm-hmm. The fathers even flourish because there's also men in there coaching, especially if a if a man goes in there with with a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there is a there's a there's counselors and those who are equipped to help guide the men and the women uh, to life and and be reminded of who they are as as future fathers and and. And mothers. Yeah, I was part of a couple of those sessions. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Tony. Yeah, Tony Rizzo. Rizzo yes. invited me over to to help out, and Andy, Deacon Andy was over there. Excellent. Uh, at, at that time, mm-hmm. when I was over there, um, in, in one of the ones in MP, I not think not the one that you said, but the other one. I think it's yeah, a, there's one on Apache and uh, Baseline. Baseline. I was at the one at Baseline. Baseline. Yeah, okay. for a little bit. Yeah. So I think after Tony went to Aid to Women, um, whoever succeeded uh, Tony at First Way, mm-hmm. I was volunteering there um, for the wow. Spanish Excellent. coaching uh, Good. sessions for men. And uh, it, I have to tell you, like it's it's kind of overwhelming how predominantly Hispanic the clientele is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of like the. Uh, 
the the things that made me uh, realize that I needed to get involved with that. Uh, not anymore because now they're doing everything online, uh, which is great because they are able to help even more people right. now that they made it online. But <coughs> excuse me, um, the, just the the coaching of like being financially savvy, how to run a household, how to create a budget, all those like life skills that uh, it it was so that. Um, the the couple the the men were in one room getting white class at the same time that the women were in the other uh, room and then the end of it they get a coupon that they can exchange for diapers and clothing or accessories for the baby and things like that and it's not just like they could go to those classes and get help from like the first week of pregnancy until the baby is like. 18 months old hmm. so yeah. the this centers uh like first away pregnancy center and 80 women they walk with families yeah or like two years or more in of their lives helping them with the things that they're going to need that are like essential for this uh kids to to be like cared for and, and their needs met same so, for the family too, you know, it's very daunting, especially when, even when you have all the support, you know, and I mean, we're very blessed to come from Mexican families where you get a lot of support, you know, like, yeah. at least I know yeah. I did, you oh. know, um, and well, from both sides, you know, from, from my wife's side, from my side of the family, there's always something to, to help somebody to help you out. Um, some, some people aren't that fortunate, you know, and, yeah. and centers like these, really are that make it or break it deal for them you know Very that true. that Very if true. they see that opportunity and they accept it then they'll be okay yeah at least for the beginning you know i mean it's always going to be a challenge to be a parent yeah of course but, it's not a picnic yeah <laughs> but mm -hmm. tell you what the baby has more opportunity alive than otherwise you know so true that's just a matter of fact <laughs> The, yeah, it's it's the right, exactly the right to life. Respect the life, right? Uh, and and one one thing I'd like to have as a reality, um, this is not federally funded because mm -hmm. of they don't they don't do the abortions there, so they're not eligible for. That funds. is the one thing that disqualifies pregnancy centers from well, being. Oh, I'm sure. Federally. Yes. So this is all total donations from the faithful people around. Whoever's supporting those um, um, life um, women's pregnancy centers, they're mm -hmm. they're relying on donations from everyone all over the valley to make sure that there's there's funding for that. So you see a lot of those baby bottle drives, those right. um, collections for Respect Life, um, even the uh, Arizona Choose Life license plate. That's it's twenty five dollars a year, and seventeen dollars of that goes to these pregnancy centers. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so they they pull from all over the place. Right. Except for the federal government or oh, the CDA or as well. CDA also supports that. So there's a lot of there's a, there's a great beautiful support that it's not easy to keep them going. Mm -hmm. Um but they're going because people love life and they respect life and they want to ensure that there is some sort of a help and ability that it's I mean it's it's not like uh 
you know, we, we get accused constantly of like, well, what about the baby after afterwards? You only care if it's, <laughs> if it's, yeah, if it's born, born or, or whatever. Not, what are you going to do afterwards? Like, well, we're doing something about it. Okay. So you could chill out <laughs> How about and it's chance? not, and it's not easy uh, because we're, 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 we're scrambling. We're, there's always like, you'll, you'll have like a, a little uh, announcement like, Hey, we're out of wipes or Diapers, diapers or yeah. or stuff like that where, where they're needed and and then people step up it's it's so beautiful to see how uh, men and women from all over the valley you know come together to support these centers to make to ensure that they they run uh, effectively and, and have the support that they need because they're not getting it from <laughs> the federal government, the government which is kind of this is mind-blowing mm-hmm. what what I also thought it was mind-blowing was when I went to the um is it truce life AC? the the coalition for oh, yeah. um let me read it again so i don't say that i'm butchered the arizona life coalition mm-hmm. um choose life az.org they have a map of all the pregnancy centers in the valley and it was so cool to see all those dots that are all over the place mm-hmm. and I was not able to count them just by looking at it. So like, I'm, I'm assuming that is in the tens uh, of, uh, of these places that we, mm-hmm. we just know because we were involved with like a couple of them. But um, like we just mentioned just to make like the differentiation between like health services and Planned Parenthood, which focuses mostly on providing abortions for women versus a a pregnancy center which is going to provide um, pregnancy uh, support and monitoring there's usually a nurse on staff that is Mm -hmm. going to be able to uh, check on the mother and the health of the baby counselors like you said in in case that there is like some situations that need sure uh, a social worker kind of uh, involvement resources in terms of like coaching for both parents and then physical resources for for the baby so does does Planned Parenthood have that for families I don't think they do I would I would guess they don't they just as long as they can make the money off you go take the the life off to the next one keeping Mm -hmm. the numbers going sadly it's a business it's like a numbers game game, a terrible business cutthroat business you know Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to ask you this while we were in the topic, so this is going to be like kind of like abrupt. But um, you mentioned that um, that on Rachel's vineyard, the the retreat for the post-abortion. Um, there's also for men, but th- there's this like um, idea. Or at least I had the idea that it was only affecting women. Mm-hmm. But um, have you had the chance to walk with like? men that have been affected by it that have regretted their girlfriend or wife to have had an abortion. Right. I've only encountered a husband. It, it happened years ago, mm. but my golly, he's, he's as pro-life as he could get and mm. just desires to like, it just, it was a great re- regret. You know, he's this big man who's, who gave his testimony and, uh, and, but he's just, he still tears up of like, I cannot believe I, advised my girlfriend at the time to, 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 to have an abortion. But the healing that take, took place in this man was incredible because here he is like, 
I, I don't want another man to experience this again because it's it's already a traumatic experience of taking the life of a woman. And there you are as a man who is supposed to be a protector, a guardian, yeah. a provider, letting that happen to your own child. That's, it just doesn't naturally doesn't make sense. And it definitely hurts. So as far as having, you know, accompanying anyone like that, I haven't, uh, but I have known a, a man who've, who's come a long way and has uh, really given a, a great testimony of what it means to be a father and and he's happily married now with, with some sons, I believe. I, I don't know how many children he has now, mm. but but he was able to just kind of, you know, heal turn from it that, around. turn it around, and and just be able to give that testimony to. And and he's he's a youth group leader, <laughs> or a volunteer rather. So yeah. he's so he's, he's been involved. present and he's involved, and, and he teaches the faith, and and he's he's a great witness now to That's to amazing. be able to see that. So yeah, praise be to God for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah I think that. Um, just, I have I had the uh, opportunity to also hear um, testimonies from from the female side of uh, things, not not so much from men, mm-hmm. and uh, just it 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 is very um, sad, but at the same time very hopeful when you see someone going through that. Um, you know that uh, healing, that forgiveness that mm-hmm. the Father has for all of us and extends it to us. But um, and it sounds gonna sound kind of simplistic, but like, why would you go through that? But there's a, a whole plethora yeah. of reasons why people choose mm-hmm. to do the things that they do. Sure, sure. Um, but if, if it, you know, it's like I think with my children, if I can avoid them to go through any unnecessary pain mm-hmm. that they need to i'm gonna try to <laughs> mm-hmm. um but anyway we just need to that's why we we, we need to pray and fast this upcoming saturday january mm-hmm. 22nd exactly um you mentioned that uh there is a well, well we were having dinner before we started recording that the the uh, the group at asu there's a pro-life group uh that is, it's very active in uh, in ASU, which is fantastic. Do do you um, do you see glimpses of hope, like that this like pro life generation that is like getting into the trenches? Mm-hmm. Um, what what now that you have been like a couple years in, in, in interacting with these university students, like yeah, what has been your experience? I'm curious. Yeah, I would say. Just earlier today, I was just jotting down some names that I know that I've encountered this year. Look at it. The, nice. This is 40 names right here that I know personally, that have been with me on the sidewalks, that have gone to downtown, and a few of them are going to Washington, D.C. Um, to March for Life. Nice. So of these, there's a, there's a, it's a little bit, bit lopsided, <clears throat> as you see on my list. Uh-huh. There's about 26 men here, and then about 14 women that I know that have Wait, gone. what? Yeah. Wow. There's 26 guys. That's that almost twice the number of men that are participating in that ministry. Isn't that great? That's amazing. That's amazing. These guys, That's what we need too. These guys inspire me, and and these gals too. They're just they're just so passionate of of defending life, and and so there so there is some hope. Uh, last year mm-hmm. during 40 Days for Life, um, I just threw it out there like, hey, who does anybody want to go with me to pray at Planned Parenthood? The rosary uh, for an hour. Um, 
So meet me there and, and, and let's go and pray. And, and I was just surprised that throughout the, you know, I just threw a bunch of hours, you know, to have like one or two. And the next thing like a bunch of wow. students at this time. And then like, you know, this day really works better. Cause it, you know, you're, you're juggling um, schedules and work. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I was mindful of that. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to pick some times and see what happens. Uh-huh. Even if I'm there for like five days a week by myself, I'm like, all right, I'm doing it. But, um, but over the, the past year and a half, I've been able to, you know, I've at least seen at least 40 of these just off the top of my head right now to, yeah. <laughs> to really just kind of like, who are just like, I know their, their, their hearts, their, their, their wanting to defend life. And so I think I would say that's a great glimpse of hope of, especially at ASU. And these are yeah. uh, students who have, you know, walked and prayed with me and, and especially for, for the, especially for the end to abortion. And, and we've even offered mass at aid to women, um, especially on the, the day of January 22nd. Cause uh-huh. we were also saddened last year. Uh, we weren't able to go because of the instability of Washington DC at that point. Yeah, right. And so this year, like, okay, unless it's nuked, we're going. <laughs> we are going. Well, I wouldn't put it past politicians, Father. No, that's no nuke, nuke DC for that day. They um, unless it's, it. unless it's march. obliterated. <laughs> We're going. So, so it was. It was really cool to kind of like to, to have that, um, just that passion, that desire to defend life at such a you know these again this delicate age of 18 22 year olds yeah i didn't care about anything when i was 18 i'll tell (laughs) you that (laughs) care about me (laughs) yeah and so there's a there's a group students for life uh there's uh, arizona state students for life and and i've gotten to know know the uh the southwest coordinator who does california and arizona and she's been fantastic her name's jordan and shout out to Jordan. Shout out to Jordan. She has been um, just instrumental in getting, uh, you know, just keeping me informed of like, hey, this is what's going on this week, and we're we're going door to door. And so some of these students would actually go and like, hey, here's what's going on with aid to women or first way. Any of these uh, pro life pregnancy centers, they're going door to door, knocking on the on, on people's doors. in the summer, and yeah, on the, in the summer, and they've they've had some recept- good receptivity, and others like, no, that's okay. <laughs> But it was really like a, but to be able to share that and go door to door to let them know that there's a, there's an offering of, of services to women that they might know and, and have some mm-hmm. sort of a pamphlet that they know at least like, wait a minute, there's either aid to women or, or first way or, or, or wherever they're at, wherever the region they're at in Phoenix, mm-hmm. they know that there's something other than Planned Parenthood, which just wants one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. To, yeah. When they have like the money to be like a monster of marketing, mm-hmm. that's true. I mean, and so so yeah, Jordan has been instrumental in 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 spearheading our little students for life at ASU to uh, to really be more active and involved, and even um, have tables at at the the union and 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 kind of share the information of 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 being what it means to be pro life and to um, and to be mindful of especially these pregnancy centers that are Correct. so helpful, mm-hmm. so helpful to men and women. Mm-hmm. And if you go to studentsforlife.org, there's a give button in there where you can donate for this amazing cause. This, they have, I, they are the ones that are, they have like the signs. I am the pro-life generation. Which that's they them. Think is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we can turn the wave because, um, 
I know that, I mean, from what I've seen from Lila Rose in <laughs> live action, that the, yes. uh, there was even a, a, somebody tweeted uh, that 2021 was a bad year for pro-choice people. And mm -hmm. that rebuttal from Lila Rose was, and just wait for 2022. Oh, here we go. So I, I don't know, like what happened, um, late 2021 with the um the hearings for the what was the case that could turn uh roe v wade back yeah i yeah. know what you're talking about but i forgot the name <laughs> i should have taken dobbs dobbs um, yeah um but um like i haven't i haven't been following that close enough yeah that decision should come in the summer in the summer in the summer yeah, yeah they, they just heard arguments they heard arguments and they'll make a decision most likely in early summer, but Dobbs yeah, that's Jackson. So that's pretty hopeful. Um, yeah, we're, we'll go back to the states, being um, the ones that being the ones that yeah. Uh, so Which that's, we'll take it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything that you can, mm -hmm. any ground that it's it's an all out war, mm -hmm. you know. It's a spiritual. War. It's a spiritual, and yeah, it's there's casualties every day. Exactly, you know, and and we we. The less we realize that, the less involved you're going to get in this war, mm -hmm. you know, and um, into the breach, into the breach, baby. We're going yeah. in. Mm -hmm. um, so <clears throat> I have two more questions because we are like uh, kind of uh, we don't want to make this more than an hour so people can listen to it while they're working out or in their commute. Um, have Do you have. Any powerful or favorite moments of uh, your uh, sidewalk ministry, like praying yes. outside Planned Parenthood? Like, is, has anything? I have happened? two moments that I want to share with you. Okay, one of them happened during Ash Wednesday, so I will. I say that because sacramentals of the ashes are on everyone's foreheads. So naturally, that's a blessed object. So we're 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 going around with a blessed object on our foreheads the mm -hmm. ashes yep. and I'll always i'll never forget that there was this man who was so mad that we were out there he he was like um just cursing um praising the evil one oh, Lord. and he tried to throw a, a cup at us but it's a terrible throw and <laughs> he missed but it was just really like well this is very interesting how this is happening on ash wednesday and how he's upset that we're there so that should tell you right there, like, mm -hmm. oh boy. Yeah. If, the, if you needed, if you needed more confirmation that this is a spiritual battle, I don't know how, yeah. how else to put it there than to like see what's see what's going on right here. He's up, so upset and mad and cussing and cursing at us for being there. So there's one instance there, and then another one happened while we were at, in Tempe, where we were we were praying out there and. And in the Tempe location, we're not exactly in front of the Planned Parenthood, but there's it's kind of like we're in a in front of like a, a Mexican restaurant and like a Chinese restaurant. So it's, <laughs> it looks like we're protesting the yeah. the, the, the Mexican and Chinese cultural appropriation. <laughs> but if you look behind it, there's a Planned Parenthood and mm -hmm. the eight women there. And so there was a time where someone uh, changed their mind. They they parked and then they got out and and they went to eight women. And so. Um, so it, it's good news to be able to, um, to share that with the students mm. and, and, 
and to know that because we were praying there and not just shouting and yelling at them for going into the abortion. So you didn't clinic. talk to this woman. We didn't talk. The the people at Aid to Women were the, able to talk to them, oh. but I heard about it afterwards. And so, um, but again, you know, the prayerful support being there that changes things. Mm-hmm. Because you could sit out there, you could stand out there and protest all you want. But if you're not praying, if you're not offering some sort of a sacrifice, doing some sort of penance, um, you're you're going at it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and then having people out there ready to receive them uh, who are wanting to do an abortion, um, that you, you got to have everything in place. The yeah. prayer, the support aid to women, the people ready to receive them. Um, they got to be in place um, oh, at that time because you'd never know. It's a split moment decision, right? It's a life or death. That is a life or death. Yeah. It's insane. That's so cool also. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, at least this this is just going on when I'm out there. Right. I've heard of a lot of others going on and like it, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for Father, sure. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's just uh, one of the when I first moved to Phoenix, one of like the first experiences that I had was like praying outside of Planned Parenthood on 32nd Street in Thunderbird with the Knights of Columbus, mm. which thanks be to God is closed it's now. Closed, yeah. So that uh, praise God. I, I praise God. I feel like I contributed like small, tiny <laughs> grain your, of your sand. Walter powerful prayers. <laughs> you know, uh, thanks, Father. Pray for me. Um, what would you tell men? Is this is like the ones that we were going to try to close with. What would you tell men that think that they shouldn't be involved in the pro-life movement because they're not women? Mm. And you kind of already answered that with the, the students, but like, what would you tell them? I will add, uh, man up and remember who you are, simply. <laughs> we're going to quote you on that. There you go. Man up and remember who you are, Father Daniel Cruz, 2022. Nice. Love it. Remembering who you are as a guardian a protector, a provider, a spiritual leader. That's what I mean by remembering who you are. Because if you just take those things into consideration, because you're equipped with that. It's built in. You don't I mean, you do need to learn it from another man, but it's there. And it's not like it's going to be foreign or you're out of nature. You're out of, you're going out of the ordinary. You're learning to be who you are. And when a man is being a guardian, a provider, a leader, a teacher, a, prov- a protector, the woman is going to feel secure. Mm-hmm. That household is going to be secure. That relationship is going to be secure. And I'll share one thing. Uh, it was a we went to the counter protest of the women's march, or there was a women's march. Okay. Um, and so we we showed up, and there was this. Um, guy and his girlfriend that went and she's like tiny she's like five feet but she was like so scared to death like what where are we but you could see her grabbing and being secure with that her boyfriend's arm (laughs) that helped her she needed that and she was scared but yet she felt safe in that instance and I also had I was there I had some guys just kind of like, so I'm praying the rosary facing these, these women protesters who are advocating for abortion and whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so we're praying the rosary. Like we got to add a St. Michael prayer in between. 
because this is getting nasty here. Oh, wow. So we got... So some, obviously they are like paying attention to what you're doing. Oh, yeah. And they're getting close. They, they try and surround you. Oh. And so, and so here I am just praying the rosary with my weapon of choice. <laughs> and, and you got other guys that I knew from St. Joan of Arc. They're just kind of like, they're just watching my back, okay. which is really cool. Cause I'm, you know, I'm facing them and they're, they got their backs so they could watch my back. Mm. Does that make sense? How yes, they're, yes, how yes. they're kind of watching my back. This is a security detail. I had a security detail. Was it Steve? Paris? Oh, it's, um, Arthur. Arthur could laugh. <laughs> Arthur was one of them. And I can't remember who else was there, but yeah, it was really cool. And I think Doug Paul might've been there too. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, but having that security of, of the man, um, and, and leading the woman in that relationship, that's what, what's needed right now. Mm. All these, um, y- you know, uh, men failing to be who they are is, is really what's, what, what's, what's fueling this, this crisis that we're in, where they could do whatever they want. They don't want to take responsibility. They don't want to, you know, they just want to use the woman in the relationship or whatever. There's a lot of factors that go in. Yeah when manhood is being distorted and crippled and turned the other way, turned upside down, um, taking no responsibility. And so I would say there's a, there's a lot of good men um, out there, especially at ASU. Very proud of those guys. Awesome. They inspire me. I mean, look at this guy, 26 of them. And they got some sweet beards too. Throw it out there. <laughs> well, we got to have him on the podcast then. Yeah. Like, like Jacob's beard. Jacob <laughs> Minix is good. Uh, Nick's is coming in pretty good. <laughs> There you go. All those guys. Just give him a shout out. Give him a shout out. Who we got? Patrick's a good guy. Oh, Michael. What a guy. Nate, he's applying to the seminary. Excellent guy. Beautiful. Andrew. Oh, Nico. Oh, yeah. You got to meet Nico. Nice. (laughs) He's a great guy. Sounds like we're going to have to make a trip to ASU. (laughs) For sure, yeah. That's right. We can do a live podcast from there. A live podcast. That's a great idea. (laughs) Bring it on. It's going to be in the quad. Come on in. <laughs> Is that a thing? The quad. The quad. Or we have some grass. Mm-hmm. We'll find a spot. We'll find a spot. We will find a spot. There you have go. like that uh, guest location, the live audience, you know. <laughs> hey, the sky's the limit now. <laughs> Apparently now. Uh, yeah. So it's it's really cool. And and to be able to uh, walk with these men too, to remind them and teach them and affirm them that like, you know, you guys have a great responsibility of being men. And, and you have brothers here and, and you get to know each other. Uh, you get to build each other up, call things out that are not good, uh, in in charity and in fraternity. Yeah, it's uh, so necessary, and and it's needed. It's so hard for us too to even find that community too. But totally. But uh, but to be united and to to really want to strive to be good, good good husbands, good fathers, and and perhaps even future priests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um it, it it's necessary, and for the sake of the ladies, these ladies need need to be in the arms of secure men who know who they are. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, mm-hmm. so. That's amazing. Um, I'm kind of mind blown by the, <laughs> this last question. I'm so glad that we added that one. Father, would you give uh, us and our listeners your blessing? Oh, yes. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Eternal Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I ask your blessing to come upon these, your beloved sons and daughters, who are listening now, that they may be inspired by the Holy Spirit to be who they are, to live out their vocation faithfully and in love and hope and in great faith. 
I ask that you continue to bless these men here, Gustavo and Walter, and their this ministry who is meant to provide the truth, the truth of you, O Lord Jesus, who is God forever and who is desiring to be in the midst of our lives. Send your blessing upon these men, this place, this, this state, and wherever uh, your beloved sons are listening. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father. That's fantastic. And we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Barbatos Catholic Podcast, a show where two Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the podcast or got something out of this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Subscribe, like, comment, rate, review, turn the bell off. You know what to do. And um, if you're feeling extra generous, you can buy us a coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash barbatos and follow the instructions. And if you buy us a coffee, you automatically get a shout out in one of our episodes. And if you don't like the podcast, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. You can find um, the show notes for this episode at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. And on social media, we are on Instagram at barbatoscatholicpodcast. Bless us, Casey. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Until the next time.